Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to the Panels on Pages.com podcast. This is insane, you guys. Yo, this is sexy. (laughs) Broadcasting live from the internet, it's Tuesday night, and this is the PanelsOnPages.com podcast with your host, Lee Rodriguez. At the end of the day, babies are terrible people, and I'm not sorry for saying it. Jason Nyes. Motherfucker, I won best costume. Jose Guzman. Yeah, I know nothing about Firestorm except for his hat's always burning. And Kelly Harris. Oh, I love it. Appears we got a penis in the mail. <laughs> I glued my fucking eyes shut. <laughs> I just want to see all uh-huh. these Yelp reviews of Jose's jizz. <laughs> oh, sorry, I knocked over the salt. Like you had anything better to do? Hey everybody, what's going on? Today is Tuesday, September 5th, 2017, and this is episode number 392, creeping up on 400 of the panels on pages.com podcast. I'm your host, the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez. Joining me tonight, we've got Mr. Jason Eyes. Alexa, play the Rome-branded March gloves now. <laughs> Jose Guzman. Am I muted or unmuted? You hear me? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> All right. And uh, Kelly Harris. Uh, Common Rider is very good. It's pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I finished up uh, X Aid last night and watched Build Today. Good stuff. I did both of those prior to this show. <laughs> On one hand, it's kind of a bitch move that they basically said that you know, much like DLC in a video game, the ending of X Aid is going to be in a fucking movie. Yeah. Well, but, that at least but I feel like the they tied it up well enough. They did. They did. But then also that means they get to see more X Aid in a few months. So that makes it okay. Yeah. It all works out. Yeah. Is that a show, or do they normally do like little movies? They all like they do a couple movies every year for Common Rider and for the Super Sentai's, but they tend to kind of be fairly self-contained. Whereas this one is kind of treated as like a coda, like you know they even call it true ending. Like it's kind of the the end of that story until they do more like direct to DVD shit next year, which I again am all about. The yeah. title of this episode is We Done, Y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the was a lot of damn fun. I dug it a lot. I did like that at the end, instead of saying the game is over, they said the uh, the game never ends or yeah, the game yeah, is yeah. forever or something like that. Fucking cool. It's a good show. It's a good show, people. It's fun. I, made, I made the note, Jose. Episode 392, We Done, Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, while you guys were talking about X-Aid, apparently when I... Uh, did my little intro there making fun of Alexa uh, during the intro there. It actually turned Alexa on in the other room and started play- <laughs> playing Rihanna's work, 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 work at full blasty. 
Oh man. See, um, I saw some stuff on Twitter today saying how it was the 25th anniversary of the first episode of the Batman animated series. So I was like, hey, remember the time we talked to Batman and put that at the front of the fucking show? Yeah. We peaked. (laughs) (laughs) I I remember when that came out, man. That shit, that shit was, that's what, when you, I watched that first episode, I was like, nah, this shit's good. Nah. It was Sunday night. It was a Sunday night, really. And it was it was Prime Sunday time? night, and it was uh, it was on Leather Wings, the Man Bat episode. Wow! Which, wow, that shit was good. I don't think that's the first episode. Like, technically, if you look at the episode guide, I think that's episode one. That's the first one they did. And I remember like being a kid and not having any frame of reference for what Man Bat was, and thinking, "Holy shit, this is a horror movie! <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome! <laughs> so good." Great. Yeah, I, I I loved how it was just like that sleek old but new like you couldn't tell where it yeah. um where it took the place. Date. Kind kinda of like the but Tim Burton Batman movies where there, there yeah, wasn't very timeless. a real watermark on him. I mean they look like old nineteen thirties shit going on with all the gangsters and fedoras, but still it yeah, had yeah. My brother's Riddler, you killed him. Man, see? But it had that that grime of, you know, modern day. I liked how they used they kind of used the movie designs, but not. You know, they kind yeah. of springboarded off of those. Like Mark Hamill's Joker wasn't necessarily Jack Nicholson's Joker, but they were similar enough. And then you know, you had Catwoman and Penguin, which were similar enough to their movie counterparts. And then they just got to go nuts off of there. Thank, thankfully, they it holds up too, man. It holds up so good. Thankfully, they didn't have to use the Tommy Lee Jones Two Face. Oh Jesus Christ! The worst. <laughs> or so, yeah, so uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger I last week. That was yeah, fun. Holy crap! Yeah, snuck up on us a real quick trip. Uh, we flew out Monday morning, came back Wednesday. Um, turns out that is the perfect amount of time to spend in Vegas. <laughs> like, I can't imagine doing it for like a week. It's it is overwhelming how much shit there is. You can't do it all. Like and, you know, and it doesn't have to be expensive. You can go on the cheap. You know, what I mean, it's, it's just it's overload. It's like it's like a it's like adult Disneyland. Like everything's bullshit. It's all just facades, you know, like, but it's, it's all glitzy and, and bright and shiny everywhere. Like, um, they had this giant, like, observatory Ferris wheel thing that Nicole made me go on, but it was terrifying. <laughs> and it goes up something like 500 feet or something like that. And when I'm up there, I'm looking out, and, you know, like, from the ground, it's all like, you know, look at this fucking hotel. It looks like a pirate ship. And this looks like a castle and all this weird shit, right? And the, But you go up in this, uh, this Ferris wheel thing, and you get higher up you realize it just you know up there they all just like buildings <laughs> it's like, like it's all just regular nondescript hotel buildings they just like deco out the fuck of everything you see on the ground level like if you can look up and see it it looks amazing you know what i mean it's all just eye candy did you go to margaritaville what's that did you go to margaritaville i did see margaritaville didn't go there but i did see it attach the flamingos <laughs> Except for that rule being the uh, Trump Hotel, which looks like a gay fire hydrant from every angle, like, no matter how you look at it. Just gaudy inside a gay fire hydrant. I don't oh, know, the outside looks on. like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> come on. 
it's it's either lube or it's something else. <laughs> yeah, just terrible, terrible fucking hotel. Looks terrible, but it was fun, man. We stayed at the Venetian, so everything looks like you know Venice, including the indoor canals. We can take gondola rides that are on the third floor of the hotel. What third floor? Third floor. <laughs> yeah, it's goddamn absurd, and like. It, it looks like you're outdoors, but you're inside, and it looks everything inside this little uh, food court mall area looks like, you know, the streets of Venice. It's ridiculous. Like, I kept walking around the hotel going, this place is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's so silly and, like, ornate and super nice. It was super nice. But uh, as we found out Monday that uh, Vegas strip clubs are for fucking chumps. Really? Total jumps, yeah, because like it's just maybe we're just not strip club people anymore. But we haven't been in a hot minute. But you know, it wasn't. We never broken the bank at a strip club. But if we were there for forty five minutes more, we'd have been fucking homeless. It was crazy. (laughs) So what was it? Full touch? Uh, Tasty? Not really. It wasn't wasn't like it wasn't crazy like that. Well, it's Vegas. I bet no. You You didn't have money for it to get crazy like that. I'm pretty sure it can get crazy like that. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, God knows. I mean, this chick was wanting to talk about spending three hundred dollars, and we got crazy, whatever the fuck that means. But it was nuts. Mm-hmm. But we uh, got the cover I'll wave. You, y'all, which is cool. <laughs> but we got Nicole got a, a pineapple juice in Malibu, and I got you know my hardcore you don't drink there. Well, we figured that out because our bill for her drink and my soda was thirty nine dollars. Yeah, no, you don't drink at the strip club. And we're like, huh. Maybe this place isn't for us. <laughs> like this might be a little, uh, little. Uh, so, not, not, the, the, the payoff wasn't worth what we paid in for it. We were only there for like an hour. But you don't nice go to a strip club in a limo, and you don't buy drinks there. Like you know, the soda was nine dollars, and I've never been more than two bucks for a soda anywhere in my fucking life at a club. What kind either. of soda was it? It was a diet coke. <laughs> it was not two dollars. Fucking Man. worth it. I might it wasn't even a good, like a good soda. Yeah, I might pay nine dollars for a squirt, but not a diet coke. A squirt. <laughs> oh, you might get a squirt for nine bucks. <laughs> it was nuts. It was, Gross. It was, you know, nice place, but it was way too fucking expensive. Did I ever tell you about my friends that went to a strip club in the middle of Wisconsin and shoved money into a woman? Whoa. No. Yeah, she told them just just tuck it right in there. Ew. Yeah. That's like the most unsanitary thing I've ever heard. Yeah, money is gross. Money is gross. And Imagine I don't want to be stuffing things in a stranger <laughs> into a stranger. Imagine your face stuffed in it. That is the name of the episode, stuffing things into a stranger. <laughs> I went for uh, uh, somebody's 18th birthday and they got the person mixed up of whose birthday it was and the the like the club owner or whatever grabbed the kid's face and just plopped it right into it. Ew. <laughs> she, she was, you know, like they were sitting front row and and the the lady came. She spread eagle. And she was all like dun dun dun. The guy's like splat, <laughs> like pie, face in the pie. <laughs> That's so like, gross. <laughs> just like Tito and like. <gasps> <laughs> Just like Tito at C2E2. He came up for air like he was waterboarded. God, no. This is why I never go want to go to a strip club. I have no interest. 
Yeah, in any of that. Which one? Hey, be very fucking man. Let's go to Vegas strip club. It's got to be like the fanciest, nicer strip clubs, right? And it was fancy. It was nice, but way too goddamn expensive. Okay. And it was Monday, so it was kind of dead, you know. So like, I'm sure it's different story on a Saturday night, but you know, what the fuck ever. Well, okay. At least it wasn't the day crew. Kelly, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, we don't have to go to a strip club, but when we're in New Orleans, let's go to a brothel. Don't what? <laughs> <laughs> That actually, I don't know if that's worse. I don't know. I think it might not be because at least it's not as pointless. But exactly. it's all, and it's also because I always, I always say like going to a strip club is just going to a deli to smell the meat. <laughs> <laughs> at least yeah. if you're going to a brothel, you're gonna eat a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you might get to taste something. Oh my god. Oh boy. Remember when uh, we were young I'm, enough to get free cookies at Publix? I miss those days. <laughs> they have uh, two cool <laughs> museums that Vegas checked out. There's uh, a mob museum and a porno museum. Those are fucking cool. That was neat. What was the first museum? A uh, mafia museum. Ah, I got you. Oh, I thought you said mob museum. No. No, there was uh, the uh, erotic heritage museum. Those are both pretty fucking cool. Uh, weirdest things I saw in Vegas, hands down. Uh, two things. One was the, the Harris Casino has a little bar, and they have kind of two regular shows that we kind of saw going on one was like a two hot blondes doing dueling pianos fucking cool neat nothing wrong with that their other big show was big elvis and it was like a morbidly obese elvis impersonator like so fat he's sitting on like a chair like his guts hanging between his knees like giant insane like 600 pound life Fat Elvis, fantastic! <laughs> that that that's what I want to hear. But like belting his ass off, and he's amazing. <laughs> Sounds phenomenal, but he's a giant dough ball of a man, <laughs> and he sings for like three hours a day. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, it was fucking awesome, and that's all fine. That was cool. But the strangest thing I saw in Vegas all weekend long was Tuesday night. We're coming back from the uh, Cirque du Soleil, uh, Michael Jackson one show, which was the coolest thing I've seen in my entire fucking life. Oh, it was so fucking dope, you guys. Yeah, I want to see that. The Beatles. What was it? Love. Yeah, the the, the Michael Jackson show was goddamn incredible. Uh, Thriller is done. Uh, the number is done on a series of trampolines, and it's it's oh. the fucking realist. It's insane. I, you can't even describe. It. You got to you got to see it. It's one of those things you really can't do justice with words. But it was. Fucking cool. In Vegas, go through that. On the way back, we're walking the strip. It's dark out, not super hot anymore. Let's take a walk. Let's walk back to the hotel. And we cross the street and hit to the side. And this uh, little Mexican lady, she's like four foot nothing. She's doing the move, right? like the, 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 the flyer move, the handing out flyers move. You've seen it a thousand times in your life, you know? The, hey, would you throw this in the garbage for me? Move. Yes. <laughs> Here, you throw this away. Yeah, and so, you know, I do the thing, and I just go walk by, and I just reflexively, reflexively grab the thing, and I look down, and it's not a flyer, it's a series of what I called whore trading cards. Like, <laughs> they're slightly larger than a business card, not quite trading card size. Each one has a different, obvious, you know, porno model with a phone number and a price on it. Nice. And it's something to the effect of, you know, call now, and this girl will be in your room in 20 minutes. And I'm like, fat fucking chance. <laughs> so you tested it out. <laughs> oh, I looked it up online for sure because I had to know, and there were some amazing horror stories. But 
<laughs> Horror stories. Yeah. The prices range from anything from like, you know, again, what I'm going to say is an absurdly cheap $169. <laughs> nice. To, uh, one of the just ones let me smell. Just said, uh, the big star just said, free girl. <laughs> oh, like, oh no. Free girl. <laughs> and then to that in the fine print said, no hidden fees. I'm like, oh, mm. that, like, that sounds like she was Here, left. You take her. Yeah, she was left She's on the curb. <laughs> she was you le- throw her away. Left on the curb like a bad couch. Yeah, yeah. It was so fucking weird. And that was uh, after the first day we got there. Like, you know, those, um, those, uh, like, like billboard trucks, you know, that's kind of have like, sure, whatever an ad for whatever show you've seen in, like, in the city or whatever. And one of those, but it was just, you know, a big ass rolling billboard for you know escorts and hookers, I'm like, huh? And as if it weren't puzzling enough that people bring their kids out of this place, that really drove it home. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you bring your children to this place? So bizarre. Because they've they've tried to family up their image over the past twenty years, but they still have hookers. Yeah, it's still serious. And it's like. legal. But I'll say this much: you know, we ducked in and out of a few hotels on our walk back to the strip, and everything looks really cool. Like it's neat. Like it's not yeah. you know. It's, um, you know, yeah, there's hooker training cards, and it's all kind of gross sometimes when you think about it. You know, again, guys, the surface is kind of nasty, but it is really cool, and it's fun to look at, and we're going to go back again, for sure. How much do you think we could get for a Jose's mom rookie card? Mm, rookie card? <laughs> First year? Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, a lot of those cards ended up in, like, uh, like spokes on bikes back in the day, so it's hard to find one nice mint. <laughs> find a good mint one. when lee was talking about it and uh kate jumped into the conversation uh, all i could think of was don russ baseball cards used to have their their diamond king series which were uh hand-painted artworks of the top baseball players at the time and i just imagine kate's mom being in a series like that of, (laughs) of like chase chase cards uh so weird so weird. it was a good time though Definitely, uh, definitely worth checking it out. That'd be a good, uh, that'd be a good pop or treat trip at some point. Oh god, it'd be fun. It'd be fucking great. We're gonna have to go. Vegas. We're gonna have to go. Vegas very, goes back. Very bad things. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. <laughs> What's going on, Kelly? Fucking nothing. I haven't been doing much in the past week. I've been watching a lot of Netflix. I finished up Defenders. Cool. Ooh, what'd you think? I. It took me a while to get into it, but by the end, I really enjoyed it. Like, I didn't really get into the series until, like, halfway through episode five. You mean once Daredevil starts really kicking ass? Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I think that's all I really want out of these shows. <laughs> I did really enjoy every time someone that we've seen elsewhere beat the shit out of Danny. That was always fun. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> God, Danny Danny sucks. was all right. Well, yeah, but, I mean, you know, he was still... Just a fucking... Oh, he's way better in this than he is in Iron Fist, yeah, but he's still yeah. annoying as fuck. Yeah, he's, he's still just... The most bland person imaginable. He, Watching Daredevil kick the shit out of him was really great. I mean, he looks like someone that'd be in a Game of Thrones episode. Yeah, he really does. He was on Game uh, of Thrones. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. He just looks like a boring white person. Oh, uh, take that, white people. Yeah. The one thing that kind of that, that bugged me kind of as it wrapped up is that they didn't really do anything... For, for as much as they brought everyone together in a way that I thought was pretty organic and made sense and was cool and, you know... Picked up on the you know, kind of dangling threads from the other shows, Daredevil and Iron Fist particularly. It was all good. It's fine. 
but they didn't do shit to be like, hey, okay, the vibe at the end of Iron Fist was that, you know, Kunlun was gone or fucking wrecked or something, you know, like something really awful had happened. And meanwhile, the bad guys are trying to get back there because, no, it's all good. You just, what you say, you saw what you wanted to see, what the fuck that means. That was like needlessly cryptic. Like, what the hell are they talking about? I, I don't think they even know. No, probably not. Well, I don't think the the guys that did Defenders watched Iron Fist. Yeah. So they're just That's like, fair. you saw what you wanted. I don't know what they did, but, oh, gee, whoa. I saw video! <laughs> <laughs> Jose with the, uh, the great segue as ever. <laughs> don't mention it, Jose. Oh, well, yeah, but if everyone can see it. Not everyone can see it. We're doing an audio show, Jose. Yeah, we're not broadcasting video. Jeez. How are we not broadcasting? We're on YouTube. <laughs> it's just a it's still no image. It's just a still image, you genius. No fucking idea how it works. But the uh, the other things I watched on Netflix, I watched the uh, Death Note movie. Yeah. And that was what? surprisingly great. I was thinking about giving that a shot. It's it pretty much to me is it feels like what if the director was just like, hey, I've got this the idea of Death Note sounds cool. What if it was an 80s movie? Yeah. And like that's so. exactly what it is, just down to the pacing of it, how the characters are presented, the look of the movie, the lighting, the music, even the gore. It just well, feels like an weird. 80s movie. But it's like a really tight condensed version of the de- of like all the hits of that is the death note story mm-hmm. like it's good like it, it, i was worried how they were going to do it all like how do you introduce the gimmick and you know the characters and then also bring in l2 in this in one movie i'm like oh, that's a tough order but they fucking did it they did it so it's death note boner jams yeah, yeah exactly and willem dafoe is fucking awesome is real so good. He's in it? is he death is he death he's note Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he's the death god. Is he? Yeah. He's what? The, that was the entire reason I wanted to watch that movie. That's yeah. fucking pretty cool. Yeah, he he's delivers great. every line amazingly. Yeah, like it's worth watching just for him. So is it the Green Goblin we should have got? Nah, not quite. Nah, but I could kind of see that, actually. He's more, I don't know, mischievous and kind of sinister. Yeah. Yeah, but shouldn't that have been what Green Goblin was? But not like a homicidal maniac either. Yeah, he's not as maniacal as the Green Goblin should be. Like, they're, well. But he's everything that Ryuk should be. Yeah, no, exactly. He plays Ryu? Where's Ken? (laughs) (laughs) You know how Jose says all he knows about Firestorm is that his hat's always on fire? All I know about Death Note is whenever some kid cosplays him at one of the conventions we go to. Or not, well, not as the demon, but as the one kid who comes out. And all he's got, his cosplay is just a book. And he's wearing, like, yeah. a sweater oh, vest. Okay. Like, sweet yeah, fucking cosplay. Apples. But, like, not the... not the Apples, yes. The Death Note guy, but, like... And the move is always... I'm walk, a dude, and I eat apples. The move is always walk to the front of the stage, look at your book, and then check somebody off. Nailed it. <laughs> It's like I was there. Yeah. Oh, and then also, uh, don't bother watching that new Adam Scott movie that's on Netflix where his the the stepfather to Damien from the uh, Omen. I s- almost watched it, then I saw you tweeting yeah, about it. And didn't. It's not very good. 
Oh, I might have to. I might have to still check it out for myself. <laughs> yeah, it's. It feels like an SNL sketch that never ends. Oh, Jesus Christ! That sounds bleak and hopeless. Yeah, it. Like I went in expecting it to be good and just. It's not funny. I'm stoked for his show with Craig Robinson, Ghosted. That's supposed to yeah, that be, be great. Be yeah, on that Fox next and month. it's nothing to do with him. Like he is great in it. It's There's just, a bunch of individual performances in the movie that are good, but the material is The concept dumb. just wears itself like, out. It feels like the movie would not have been out of place if... I think they just put, put the wrong Adam in it, and it was originally an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> it is straight to Netflix. That's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> Anything else, Kelly? Nope, that's it. What's up with you guys? Well, do we want to introduce our guests? Yeah, let's do that. All right, so joining us on the line, we've got Brent Bowser, co-founder of Poser Wrestling, and our old friend, Gavin. What's up, guys? Hey, you guys caught me. I was just telling a story to Brent. So anyway, Brent, yeah, I ended up in the middle of Wisconsin telling these kids, just tuck it in there. That's the way it goes. Right, because honestly, when you've got a six hundred pound uh, Elvis impersonator stripper, you just shove the dollars right yeah. in there. You have to, you know, it's, yeah, bang bang boom, I was home for Christmas. Yeah, I was talking about it the whole time. I to to you. A little less conversation, a little more snacking. That's what I want. <laughs> a plus, a plus, gentlemen. These guys know how to play the thank game. You, thank you. All right. I mean, we can do this for another hour and a half, and we could have a Saturday Night Live sketch if you want. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's about our schedule, so we'll we'll see if you can hang in. There. <laughs> so, dudes, Gavin, nice to have you on the show. It's been too long. Long time, sir. Yes, Very sir. long time. Hey, yeah. Well, let me get you all caught up. Um. Um. Yep. I I also watch Defenders, so we're all caught up. <laughs> So tell us, yep. guys, tell us a little yep. bit about Poser Wrestling. Uh, those of us that are friends on Facebook with Gavin, ha- I'm sure, have been following it. It looks super interesting. Uh, give, give us the elevator pitch of what you guys got going on. Uh, Poser Wrestling is the online wrestling federation, uh, bringing you knee-slapping humor and thigh-slapping action. Great tagline. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it wasn't in, corporate as fuck. It wasn't until we went to all those WrestleMania shows uh, this year, the the uh, indie shows, that I finally understood where that sound was coming from. I was like, "They're slapping their fucking thigh, <laughs> these guys!" Oh God, for everything, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. How, yeah. how do they keep doing super kicks? And it sounds like they actually kicked each other in the face. <laughs> it was about. Like four shows in before I was like, ah, <laughs> and then Kelly <laughs> Kelly taught us how uh, uh, what's his nuts does the finger breaking thing. <laughs> I was at a Ring I, of Honor show once. I thought it was that... just obvious from looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuck you! That, that finger hey. break was the <laughs> shit though. It's, I was at a Ring of Honor Gavin. show once where it was like at, the pay per view ended with 
them with the Young Bucks and Adam Cole super kicking everyone. Like they had a counter at yeah. the bottom of the screen. And it was in like yeah. up to 50 or so. And at one point, I look at Adam Cole's thigh, and it's bleeding. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Oh, man. It's still real well, to me, kicks, damn it. Them super kicks put a lot of strain on your thigh. That's That's terrible. Amazing. Terrible. So how did Poser Run, wrestle? Let's give them a rundown on some of the... Some of the superstars, some of the poser superstars they'll see. Oh, well. Aside uh, from myself, of course. Aside from local legend, Big Bad Gav, uh, who comes from a uh, local town. <laughs> uh, son of son of a uh, local school teacher and area businessman. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, uh, he led the local high school team to uh, state championship in favorite sport. And, uh, and we're very lucky to have him. He's... <laughs> Probably one of our, our strongest pure athletes on the roster. Uh, we have the Hard and Harry Express, Tom McLean, and the American Beast. Great American Beast. Great American Beast. Uh, almost a Milwaukee's Beast, if you will. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, damn. I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, I know. Uh, I fucking love Great America. <laughs> uh, but uh, they're here. Uh, they're going to. Do some shots, drink some beers, and, uh, and kick some ass. Uh, we also have punk rock private eye chimpanzee detective Bananas Foster. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Uh, we yeah, have. Not, when I, first time I talked to Nice about this, he told me that's his favorite so far. That's his favorite. <laughs> well, uh, I'm kind of partial to Ricky a Dragon Dreamboat. <laughs> It's just a 1950s crooner who's also a dragon. <laughs> uh, we have uh, we have Sean Phoenix and Lee Moriarty coming out of uh, Pittsburgh, who are just two super talented guys. Um, we're really looking to have them uh, now before they get way too famous. So hopefully uh, none of the shenanigans that they do here will prevent them from getting their WWE contracts. But I don't have any underwear homoerotic matches planned, so I think they'll be good. We can make those that, happen. dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, you Yeah, I mean, I guess Seth Rollins and Finn Balor are main event materials. Maybe that's how you get in now. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's going to start up my second project. Anyways, uh, who else do we have on the roster? Uh, I play uh, Dan Taylor, uh, and I will be managing my son, Jock Taylor. Uh, probably the single greatest athlete uh, ever to come out of Slam Diego, Ohio. Uh, he's a, a four-time state champion, an Olympic qualifier, and uh, the only person to ever beat the kid with Down syndrome that they let wrestle. Oh, cool. Great. <laughs> yeah. And that kid was like 19 and one, and that one was Jock Taylor, who overcame insurmountable odds and chromosomes. So. <laughs> uh, he is a hands-down favorite to win this tournament. So which tournament is that? Oh, the tournament. The tournament. So... Um, uh, what we're doing for season one uh, is we are uh, crowning our, our new champion, our new poserweight champion. We're having our uh, our tournament. We hold it every 13 years uh, Great. in honor of Dynamite David O'Donnell. Uh, he was one of the other co-founders of Poser Wrestling who, uh, who tragically died from exhaustion and dehydration uh, during the 23rd day of a camel clutch. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so we're holding this memorial tournament uh, to crown our champion. And so we welcome you all to watch uh, the 13th annual David Rasseloff. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Now, Brent, I, I personally take a little offense saying that to you saying that Jock is the odds on favorite. Not mere moments after singing my praises to everybody. Well, well here's, the, here's the problem, though, Gavin, is that while you're a very talented wrestler on a local level, mm -hmm. if, if you were truly successful, you would franchise that out. Every bald white guy in black trunks across every federation in America would be a Gavin. They wouldn't be these offshoots. That's true. That's why I have all these Gavin training centers where people can aspire to be a Gavin. You, too, can be a local man. <laughs> I know. It smells like nepotism to me. I'm just saying. Take that shit, Gavin. Where's the closest one to Orlando? I'm. I'm so glad. <laughs> I will sign up. I want to be one of one of the local men here. I am so glad you guys found each other. <laughs> well, bad news, Jose. The uh, Orlando Gavin Training Center is actually in the back of Margaritaville. Oh, man. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, I, they they cut me a hell of a deal. I couldn't pass it up, Jose. Yeah, they would. Those cheap fucks. <laughs> but weirdly enough, one of the first lessons is take that cheese out of the garbage. <laughs> yeah, you're a wrestler. We can't pay you. Eat that garbage cheese. True, man. Start with the basics and work your way from there. I remember texting with Gavin over WrestleMania weekend because we missed him so much and we wished he was here with us. And I was, yeah. I was telling him about Kaiju Big Battle and how I nuts. I like Gavin a lot over that weekend. And, and how nuts <laughs> Kaiju Big Battle is. And Gavin was like, oh, just wait. We got, <laughs> we got something for your fucking ass. Yeah. We got something up ruin. Hashtag yeah, make wrestling fun again. Yes. Hashtag make wrestling fun again. Uh, that is that's honestly where we're coming at with this. Uh, we're trying to do... Um, more storyline based, um, you know. Really, not everything has to be about a, about a belt. Sometimes it's just two uh, opposing personalities that hit each other. Um, we've got a lot of influence from. Um, I know I'm drawing a lot of my personal influence from Chikara when we're doing this. Um, Lucha Underground was another one as far as like the cinematography um, and the the different kind of storytelling. Uh, some you know the backstage statements, not just boring yelling in the ring uh, with shrill voices at the half hour at the beginning of every show. Yeah, um, yeah. Crazy over the top characters. Uh, yeah, and me and Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin's our uh, Gavin is our uh, um, Jason Bateman in Arrested Development in this. He's uh, <laughs> he's what keeps us all grounded. Oh, shit, I like that idea. <laughs> He'll go on to have the most successful career out of all of us. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's speaking, what... Speaking of influences, uh, Dusty, one of the other co-founders, just confided in me the other night that a big... Um, that's what I'm looking for. A big like, indicator for him that he could do... That he could help start a wrestling promotion like this was me and my buddy Clark. You guys might remember Clark. Um, sure. Showed him... Uh, it's a promo from, not even a promo, it's just this ridiculous vignette from 1993 called Vader's White Castle of Fear. <laughs> uh, okay. The vignette is Sting showing up 
at a heliport, dressed to the nines, getting in a helicopter. They start flying off to the Rockies. He unrolls this old-timey parchment that he got from Vader, inviting him to his white castle of fear. When he arrives, which is just an immaculately decorated cave, there's half-naked women feeding themselves grapes, and a midget in an eye patch yelling, He's here! Sting is here! And then Vader and Harley Race show up, and it just gets weirder from there. I am uh, looking at this on YouTube right now, and it is... <laughs> Every bit as amazing as you think as you think it is. Oh my god! I was hoping Vader actually owned a, a White Castle franchise. That's what so I thought. Yeah, it was the, like, like, <laughs> it's Tom. It's Slaughter. Tom. <laughs> you know, maybe nowadays, you know, Scott Steiner really opened the door owning that show. <laughs> True. Yeah. Well, you know, to be fair, co-owned with Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's bullshit that Sting got into this elevator, or the elevator helicopter, without his goddamn paint on. Like, paint your fucking <laughs> face, Sting. Come on. You're going That's to right. a White Castle. Come on. Yeah, this is 1988. K-Fape's alive. It's 93. 93. K-Fape's alive in 93. And uh, face paint at that time couldn't handle high altitudes like that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's where my, my novice skill comes in. That's okay. That's why I corrected you. High altitude ain't no joke. <laughs> Oh, this cave, this white castle of you, you guys. This was seven minutes after they left using a porn shoot. I'm convinced of it. (laughs) Doesn't it look like that? There's just random, like, animal skin carpets. Yeah. At least three of those women were penetrated this same day. (laughs) Guaranteed. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, this is amazing. The demon boar feast. Amazing. Well, those are some lofty goals, gentlemen. Yeah. Well, you know, set the bar high. Yeah. I think, yeah, definitely. Where can the people find us online currently? That's a good question, Gavin. How can we watch the David Rasseloff? <laughs> uh, our central hub is going to be poserwrestling.com. Um, that is, I'm going to be doing some work this weekend on upping that. That's where you can get all of our merchandise and uh, get some of our wrestlers' bios. And from there, that will link you to our Facebook, Poser Wrestling. Our Twitter page uh, at Poser Wrestling, um, our YouTube channel Poser Wrestling. Uh, we do have a, a few videos up already. Um, some promos that some of our wrestlers have cut. Uh, we'll be uploading everything through YouTube and Vimeo. Um, probably Facebook as well, depending on you know. You guys know you're on YouTube. You know how the state of everything's going right now with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, but honestly, uh, poserwrestling.com is a good starting point to connect to, you know, like I said, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Patreon, when we get that up and running. Uh, Wait, so did you call it Instagram? I might have called it Instagram. <laughs> well, it is an Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, the, just that's the extended version. Yeah. That's its full name. The good old oh, instant yeah. photogram. Yeah. Instagram, yes. <laughs> Uh, the proper name. Yes, I don't. I don't believe in the apostrophe of. Uh, See, we in the gangsters paradise. Thank you. For <laughs> the, uh, we on the podcast. We just call it the Gram. Call my mother's mother. So <laughs> the Gram. The Gram. <laughs> oh, get the fuck out of here! The Gram's coming. Besides Vader's White Castle of Fear, I think the the main <laughs> goal of poser wrestling. 
should be to inundate Jim Cornette with gifts on Twitter of some of the insane shit that you guys are doing, and he'll make you famous. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that. Um, that has actually been one of my personal goals. Uh, <laughs> when we were talking about how do we get the word out, and I said, "Can I please tweet this at Jim Cornette?" Uh, and we've and we're on board. Everyone's on board with this. Uh, we've even proposed that once we get, you know, if he if he sees us, uh, God, please let Jim Cornette see us. Uh, we actually want. We want our ring apron to just be various Jim Cornette quotes about how much he hates us. Yes. Like, <laughs> like, like pull quotes on the back of a book. That's brilliant. Yeah. 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 Like I want I want one star Yelp reviews from Jim Cornette on Poser Wrestling. <laughs> and that that's how I know I will have been a success. Um, everyone else probably wants a fucking wrestling career. I just want Jim Cornette trolling. Yeah, I'm with you at this point. I want Jim. I want Jim Cornette to call me a dumb motherfucker. <laughs> I want to ruin wrestling. <laughs> it was the I don't shits. Care if I have to use my dick and an invisible grenade to do it, but by God, zero, oh, that's so good. Zero stars. <laughs> Minus five. So when when does it drop? When does Poser Wrestling the first episode drop? When when are, when can we see the David uh, Wrestler off? Uh, so we are actually going to start filming later this month, and then hopefully start getting videos up in October. So, chill the fuck out, basically, is what you're telling me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. we're working on it. We're working I get on it. it. We're, uh, I get it. I get it. We're adopting the uh, TNA Impact GFW <laughs> model of uh, just doing a bunch of tapings at once and releasing episodes from there. So, uh, why not? Your, well, yeah. Don't if you play your cards right. I can give you spoilers. Yeah. Don't, don't get into that GFW. Uh, problem where you shoot something so far in advance that you have to blur out the referee when it finally gets released. <laughs> uh, Those guys. Oh, and be real careful now about uh, being real drunk at AAA and then having to leave the company. Oh yes, and also get, no. and also get be real. I'm also going to get real drunk at AAA and just try and break people's arms well at least don't throw <laughs> tacos into the crowd like jeff jarrett did <laughs> oh my god See, oh my god I, we're not that racist i like to get drunk and call no, that AAA. Is, that's the best thing he's ever done that yeah probably i like that that is is most likely going to be his last official act of any note as a gfw official is that really what why he started his leave of absence because he was throwing tacos out at triple a no apparently he's had some drinking problems this fucking guy what problems does he need a straw <laughs> too much too much of it <laughs> he needs to call triple a and get a toe he's not fun he's sad gavin <laughs> We just got to keep drinking and power through, sad, till you're back to fun. Well, imagine you have Karen Jarrett with you. That just makes you more sad. Oh, uh, fuck, I'm sad oh, now. Ugh. One of the yeah. greatest impact moments of all time was when Kurt Angle shoved her face into that wedding cake. <laughs> he nailed her. Fucking nuts. But, like, feminism. Obviously. <laughs> What's totally up, you better. guys? You guys got some some lady wrestlers? We've been watching a lot of Mae Young Classic here on the podcast, and and lady wrestling's where it's at these days. Oh, we're certainly trying. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, oh, just also got... posers trying to get some lady wrestlers. Yeah. 
Well, so here's the unfortunate thing is we did have, um, uh, we had a woman lined up from Pittsburgh who goes by the name Honey Badger. Um, and we were, real we were real excited to have her on. Uh, and she broke her collarbone. So uh, wait, what, when did that happen? God uh, damn it, sexy like, star. Ouch. Yeah, god damn it, sexy star. Stop <laughs> with all of our, this is, this is not how you break into the business. This um. See, I, I think that happened like last month. So she's out for a while. Oh, I didn't know about yeah. that. So, uh, so we are down one honey badger. Uh, but I believe we've got uh, one more on the way. Um, don't know if I can announce her quite yet or not. But uh, is it a cougar? Are we just trading animal for animal? Uh, it is. Uh, <laughs> it is the cougar. Matter of fact, oh. uh, we have John Mellon Camp wrestling for us. Oh, <laughs> <hell of> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, Brent's real proud of that. <laughs> I am. I'm real proud. Had to stop for a minute. Anyways, uh, uh, yeah. I appreciate how funny that is. <laughs> uh, but yes, there is. Uh, there is at least one female on the roster. Uh, we are constantly yeah. looking for more because we are. Uh, we're skewing She's not a little. Not the bus, is she? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, we we do are skewing a little. Um, more modern, I guess you could say, in our booking. Uh, we are certainly not opposed to uh, intergender matches, uh, interspecies matches, clearly. Um, interdimensional. Interdimensional matches. Um, really, anyone that wants to be a champ could probably come in and, and have their fair share at being a champion. Um, if they can get past me. Right. They have to get past Gavin first. And, uh, and our we don't have any... Uh, foreign heel figures, but that's because no one has uh, touched down from Earth or from the uh, Narnia dimension yet to really challenge for the title. Plus, Narnia. Yeah, plus, it's Ohio. Uh, Things I mean, are a little hot right now for the foreigners. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. Dayton is surprisingly progressive, and with it being right next to Slam Diego, where Poser is filmed, it, that helps. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Well, I can tell you guys that I'm looking forward to it. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Sounds like a lot of fun. Well, we are uh, we are excited to share with everyone. This has been gosh, probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. Um, What's the date on this again? When, get, when can people get uh, get off their back, Jose? <laughs> <laughs> they gotta shoot the shit first. Ready when we're fucking ready. How about that? <laughs> Yeah, of all people to be on someone for when the video is going to come out. Tell you know what, you can't have until you finish your goddamn lima beans. <laughs> Three more bites. Three more all bites right. and we'll give you a trailer. I'm but in. in the meantime... I'm a little too pushy to be a local man. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> in the meantime, right, everybody right. can I'll check I'll out... I'll work on that. You can still check out poserwrestling.com, Jose. Yeah. Uh, no, we do, uh, if you do look us up on YouTube, uh, Poser Wrestling, or hit the link from PoserWrestling.com, uh, we do have some of our promo videos up already, and we do have a trailer for it, uh, and then the full season should be rolling out in October. So how many episodes do you guys think you're going to have out of this uh, A British amount. Okay. All right. Okay. I like that. I like that. Solid, that that's uh, six. Solid yeah. uh, plan there. I like that. So well, 
I feel like those people that still listen to our show, this is right up their alley because it's Absolutely. it sounds like goofy shit and wrestling, and that's essentially what the podcast talks talks about ninety yeah. percent of the time. So, yeah, and it's going to be legitimately good wrestling too. I mean, Gavin is fantastic. Uh, Lee and Sean are phenomenal. Tom and Beast um, are are very solid, very entertaining guys. Um, so it's not going to be a bunch of silly people with pool noodles you know, tripping all over each other. Like, it's real wrestling. You know, we... And John Mellencamp, for as green as he is, is coming along nicely. Yeah, he's, he's been really good. He's certainly tough enough. <laughs> we did see Gavin wrestle live once, me and Jose did, for about a <laughs> nanosecond. <laughs> oh, yeah, I keep forgetting about that. It was uh, my... Yeah, on a couch. It was my bachelor party, actually. Me... Yeah, it was a nicest bachelor party. They saw me in a rumble. Okay. And, of course, it's... Oh, Gavin will do the spot where he just runs in and gets thrown right back out. <laughs> oh, oh they're not that want to see me wrestle. No, they'll love it. Right, yeah. I'm fucking leaving right after I get thrown out. <laughs> yeah, we, we went cheered saw, the fuck. We went and saw Iron Man three. We <laughs> oh, ate a pizza. Weekend was full of disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, great. It was pretty good. Is that Did where we brought the, the whole too? pizza in? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Iron, Iron Man three was the pizza. <laughs> We definitely look forward to checking that out whenever the fuck it's ready. I'm not gonna push. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna break your balls about it. We're just gonna wait patiently. Like good rush genius. I'm just saying, I'm ready. I'm ready, y'all. And and Luke, Gavin, I can promise you, it will be out before the next Game of Thrones book. Nice. <laughs> and solid, Ga- solid Gavin plan. knows where to find us. So next time you guys have. Something cooking over at Poser Wrestling. Get in touch, and and we'll bring you on the show again. It was a good time. Hell yeah, absolutely. Cool. Thanks for having us on. You're very welcome. Thank you guys for coming on. Thank you guys. Stay in touch. Bye. Bye, Bye, guys. Gentlemen. PoserWrestling.com. Everybody, check them out. Goddamn, that is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Gonna have to keep an eye on those boys. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Be a good time. Yeah, yeah. They uh, need yeah. to release those episodes ASAP, and then book a show in New Orleans in April next year. <laughs> Tell me, man. Yeah, they do. <laughs> New Orleans isn't that far from Ohio. Uh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, wrap up with uh, what you fucking chuckleheads have been doing, and uh, you know, do the rest of our. Regularly scheduled business. Yeah, I didn't really but, pull any news this week, but I got uh, a news item in my week, and uh, you know, we already kind of talked about defenders. We we waited until, excuse me, until this week when you were back and Kelly was finished with defenders, and we could talk with you about the last four episodes. But I think we pretty much covered it. We didn't really go full so, yeah. spoilers, though. All right, yeah, well, we can dive into it a little bit deeper, and yeah, why not? And I can yeah, do it. But first, yeah. Let's take a break. Let's do it. All right. All right. Love you, kids. Bye. Break!
Ripped Apparel is your one-stop shop for limited edition t-shirts featuring all the crap that you already like anyway. Every day you're gonna see three new limited edition designs available only for 24 hours. That's just a single day. After that, they're gone forever. And uh, best yet, if you wanna check them out, buy a little something something, they're gonna throw a little kickback to us, your folks, your friends here at the podcast. So go to panelsonpage.com, click that banner at the top of the page or on the sidebar at pcn.panelsonpage.com or you can just update your bookmark, check it on your phone every single morning. That's what I do. Uh, ripped, that's R-I-P-T dot panelsonpage.com. T-shirts start at just 10 bucks and they'll kick us a little something every time. Help us keep the lights on, help us keep the podcast going, help us keep the side, side up and get you a pretty cool T-shirt, man. Cool swag, cool shirts, good people, good deals from your favorite podcast. So check it out, ripped.panelsonpages.com, 24-hour limited edition t-shirts that are pretty damn awesome. Check it out. And uh, now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Woo-wee. Good stuff. Yeah, man. I'm legit looking forward to that. That'll be fun. And obviously, we love Gavin, so the fact that he's part of it is great. And just that it exists on its own... It it sounds way too far up our alley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What's too far up our alley? Poser wrestling. Oh yeah. Going to going to a brothel. <laughs> you know what I don't get? What? Lana Del Rey. Ha. L- uh. Lana Del Rey is one of Jose's favorites. I don't, I don't get her. Like, I'd... I'm not. Fuck a, yeah, I'm not a fan. She looks like she could suck a golf ball through a hose. <laughs> ah, so yes, it's her music that Jose loves. Yeah, it's <laughs> love her music. <laughs> I don't know if I even know who the hell that is. She doesn't look. Like, she does not look like she would suck a golf ball through a yeah, hose. Yeah, she really doesn't. She, doesn't she looks look boring. Like, yeah, she wouldn't put any effort into it. Yeah. She's so fucking boring. I'm too out of touch to know who that is. I don't know. Hey, talk about defenders. Yeah, about that. Uh, the dragon was cool. Yeah, I was so goddamn excited to finally see a dragon. <laughs> yeah. It was great seeing Kelly react to it on twitter and then he's like oh man the end of episode seven and i'm finally into this show <laughs> <laughs> and you're like oh no iron fist moment after all and i was like he's still bland as fuck <laughs> yeah so fuck him <laughs> <laughs> he was just around a cool thing more than once a long goddamn time to finally get to a dragon but they showed us a fucking dragon finally. and it kind of makes sense that they didn't reveal any dragon in iron fist season one so that we could have that moment in Defenders, but I think it definitely was at the expense yeah, you of think Iron that Fist. That was planned. No, well, I mean, yeah, in Iron Fist. You've got so that we can do it there. in Defenders. At the end of the day, we had an entire season of Iron Fist with no shots of Kunlun nor a fucking dragon, which is kind of a big deal when you're talking about Iron Fist. True. Yeah, I think you can have two dragons. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, uh, fucking Bakudo died. Well, he died in Iron Fist, so. I'm, well, I'm, I'm an asshole again. Yeah, but he didn't get his fucking head chopped off. He is. Yeah, he, the one. Oh, yeah, that was cool. He might be. He might be done. I don't think I want to see that actor again. Much less that no. character. I think. No. <laughs> no, I didn't like him. 
Mary compared him to he talks like Derek Zoolander. Oh, he totally does. Like he's trying to do three accents at once, and he, in order to do it, he's talking really slow and like an asshole. <laughs> but yeah, so we got that guy died. Fucking um, Mustard Nuts Colleen got her arm cut off. Yeah, so basically got him robot arm. No, uh, kind of um, well, Misty, they kind of already cool. showed her robot arm. Yeah, they, yeah, they've got yeah. a, a image. They released a picture of it for oh, it, they? for Luke oh, Cage. Okay. Luke Cage I thought season that was two. just like fan Photoshop. No, I thought it was from E Entertainment Weekly. It was probably real. It was cool. Right on. The uh, since we're essentially talking the last four episodes, it was great seeing them do their the the Avengers style splash page with all four of them kind of getting to do their so own dope. thing in, in a sequence because mm-hmm. they kind of did that yeah. at the Chinese restaurant and then they also did, did that in episode 8 when they were downstairs. Once they were all together, man, that show didn't get much better than that. No. But it was yeah. cool seeing Jessica and Luke play off of each other because they've got their history and have, I like seeing Jessica play off of everyone. Sure, because she sure. didn't yeah. want to be involved in this bullshit. She, she was still one of my favorite moments. parts. But she's, like, am I the only one who don't fucking do karate around here? But you know, her and Luke have a special bond. You know, they went out for coffee together. Yeah, special bond. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I like the scene when she took the beer from the sleeping homeless person. And it was like she slowly, she just morphed into her character from "Don't trust the bee in apartment twenty three for half a, <laughs> half a minute. That was a good show. That was a great show. Fucking Vanderbeek is the bomb in that show, and I see that with no hint of irony. No, if that's still on Netflix, everyone should go watch it. Yeah, it's great. It's fun. I had it on my list for the longest time. It's great. Never touched it. It it is amazing that it was on ABC. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine how it got on abc for an episode much less two seasons i mean the first episode has a joke that her friendly neighbor just looks at her watches her through the window and jerks off so she walks around the house naked to help him out yeah abc primetime family primetime family. <laughs> hey man i'm surprised that wasn't on freeform because freeform bumping that's true fucking <laughs> an eric andre too yeah good shit yeah, that was the fr- that was where I first saw Eric Andre. So when I heard the Eric Andre show, I was like, "Oh, I'll watch this." And then he's a goddamn maniac. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Defenders, right? Defenders. Yeah, we're talking about another show that's maybe a little better, but but still, Defenders is good. <laughs> Defenders is good too. I'm kind of glad we got rid of Stick because his his shtick had gone tired. Yeah, I do like that they uh, killed off. You know, spoiler alert. To those who haven't watched it, I do like that they killed Sigourney Weaver in the sixth episode. End of the yeah, sixth episode. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was, that was like, a cool moment. I run this shit now. Uh, Badass Electra was great, and yeah. there should have been no other villain for the Defenders than Electra. She was perfect. Yeah, and she's just mean. Yeah, just fucking just 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 rotten inside. You know, this is. It's nothing. It's empty. Great. And, uh, you know, they're doing the whole thing at the end where they're setting up that, you know, Murdoch died, and we know there's going to be Daredevil Season 3, so there's no way that's going to be the case or whatever. Yeah. So we're kind of just waiting <laughs> and waiting and waiting. But uh, then what I did not expect was them to hit me up with some flat-the-fuck-out born-again imagery. <laughs> and I'm like, 
Yes, bitch. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, they didn't even they yes. didn't even try to tease like at the end of Batman vs Superman. They're just like, all right, he died. Let's have a few shots of everybody being everybody being sad about him dying, and he's not dead. He is in a convent, and his mom's probably there. Yep. I actually wouldn't mind them doing a callback to the Brubaker run and have Iron Fist run around being Daredevil for the first couple they episodes. Kind of, that's I, kind I, of what I thought was going to happen at the end. It looks like it, yeah. Shot. So, Ooh, that'd be kind of rad, actually. Yeah, I'd for, be okay with be that. Fun. For those of us not up to date, what is the storyline of Born Again? The crux of Born Again is, and they're not gonna, it's not going to be the exact reason why it happened, but the crux of Born Again is Wilson Fisk finds out that Matt Murdock and Daredevil are one and the same. And instead of like you know sending a whole bunch of guys to his house with machine guns, he just systematically breaks down his entire life. Gotcha. And it is the fucking best. So he goes into hiding at the convent? Or what? how does that figure into it? I mean, he gets his ass whooped at some point and ends up at the convent. Okay. And, and like you know that that shot of him like the 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 top down shot is basically pulled from Born Again. Uh, I think it might be after either after Kingpin whips the shit out of him or maybe after Nuke whips the shit out of him. I forget which time which shit yeah, that was because that is the story where Nuke first shows up. Yeah, which we've already seen in Jessica Jones. So maybe we can get some Bullseye. I want to see Bullseye so fucking bad, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see some Bullseye. I mean, is this is season three where Bullseye kills Karen Page? Oh man, Ooh. she has lived way too long. Plus, she's yeah, because been- I I was kind of tired of I was getting a Felicity from Arrow vibe from her on the Defenders. Just get off his dick, man. He's the only <laughs> one that can do this shit. And you're like, well, you gotta keep doing it. You almost had your life back. I Bitch, don't. I don't feel some shit going on. <laughs> I don't feel she was as annoying as. Her and Foggy were in Daredevil season one and two, and they use her sparingly. But the, the times they used her, she was just trying to hold him back. Yeah, and you just had to look at that dog face of hers. <laughs> <laughs> that girl, that girl can wear some clothes, man. Like I don't say that often. That's not something that is usually in my vocabulary but she is Ooh, that girl knows how to put some clothes she, on she can put an outfit together <laughs> <laughs> we love that pencil skirt yeah no kidding is she one of your daughters now too <laughs> no no she's old enough <laughs> i think uh, i liked it i liked it a lot um i think we're gonna get punished in like not a few weeks at this point it feels like probably november I, punisher, I was expecting punisher to show up at least like at the end, just like a little, you know, Daredevil looks over and he's like, I call it back. Uh, Deborah Ann Wall is only one year older than my wife. There you go. So it's cool. So, Play ball. It's fine. Yeah, it's all good. So she's she, in her 30s, so. Not one of your daughters. Right. Do love that Rhea, Rhea Ripley, though. Of all this stuff. So what we got, we're definitely for sure getting uh, Punisher. Definitely doing hell two of Iron Fist and Luke Cage, right? And they're shooting yep. Jessica Jones right now through yep. Daredevil, so like every fucking one of them's a hit. Yeah. Well uh, <laughs> Did you did you hear uh Kilgrave's back? I did see that, yeah. Now one of the rumors is that spoiler alert, is it's gonna be like 
the Joker in the new Batman game. Arkham Knight. Yeah. Where, or it could where be like uh stuck in her head. Harry Morgan. Yeah, yeah. It's part of her psyche now. It's not even like I don't want to see him come back to life. Like no, she's no, no, no. she's not, not being I would be way on board. She, she's not being him, actively like, tormented by him, but he's still there. He's still a part of her and she can be like the devil on her shoulder at times and she's like, "Well, fuck off, buddy." Yeah. He was great. Yep. Kilgrave's great, Absolutely. man. Yep. And and I and I like that we'll see that character again because, you know, they they did they killed the fuck out of him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh no lie, but I think 8 episodes is the perfect amount of episodes for these yep. Marvel Netflix shows. Yep. Except for Daredevil, which should be 27. (laughs) Even Daredevil, though. If you do eight, pump out more. Yeah. Don't give me less Daredevil. Just give me more seasons, more more stories. So if you go to eight with Daredevil, but then that fits in two seasons when we should have got one, I'm in. Like, I would have... I would have been so happy if Luke Cage was only... Eight episodes. Luke Cage could have been six. <laughs> I could have. St- I would have stuck through Iron Fist if it had only been eight episodes. Yeah. It's just. I they, still haven't finished Luke Cage. They get to a I point. You don't need to. This uh, this need to tell one big story in the season, which like you can do that, but they don't yet do that thing that other shows do. Where you have your big episodes, I mean your big season story, but then you know within that you have like episodic adventures as well. They don't do that, and that tends no, to make the no. middle drag a little bit. Sure, absolutely. And I unless you Daredevil, that format is perfect for a Heroes for Hire or um, yes, putting... which we better get a season of both of them together. Uh, Their season three needs to be them. I saw someone suggest that Defenders season two. Should be Misty Knight, Colleen Wing, uh, Claire, and uh, oh, uh, Hellcat. That'd be cool. That'd be kind of cool. It should be a, a different set every time. Yeah, I feel like they're, they've definitely done some talk this pat in the Defenders about how like was breaking Luke Cage's balls. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna go out and fucking chase down Mariah and Shades. How are you gonna make a goddamn living? It's like, oh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we have to hire this <laughs> shit real quick. I feel like. <laughs> oh, you know what? He'll be able to put blew the fuck up a building on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> Two things that drove me nuts about Defenders. One is, and every time they did it, I was screaming at the TV screen. Is they were still hung up on the a dragon? That's weird. That's crazy, yes. man. What do you mean a dragon? Yeah. And every time they would talk about that, I would just scream space whales at the TV. <laughs> space whales. And even like at some point, Danny calls him out. Like Danny has a moment where he's like, yes, blind ninja, <laughs> bulletproof dude. And whatever the fuck it is, she does. Like, and a dragon. My dick about the dragon. Exactly. thing. Exactly. I would have loved it if once they found the dragon bones, someone is just like, there's probably just some space whale remains. <laughs> <laughs> See, guys, I told you a dragon. Nah, nah, it's just it's some like a brontosaurus, Chitari space whale, you know. And the other thing that I was really disappointed that they didn't do is they didn't have Luke and Danny bond over uh, late '90s, early 2000s hip hop. 
I'm surprised that didn't happen. Maybe they're saving it. But I hope they are, because if they aren't, they missed a huge opportunity. You, you that figured, it so, felt like they were building to. Yeah. And yeah. and you have them very combative at first. They're they're the two that kind of come together at first and have a little fight. So what what's the reason that they can become a team now? What brought them together? And I thought uh, Danny's iPod was going to be on, and Luke was going to be like, "Oh, oh, some of that old school. This is your iPod, white boy." <laughs> but Luke might have that. Like he can come into the gym when he's meditating to. to- Sure, but I just I just feel like the opportunity was the opportunity was missed. It should have yeah, been. Yeah, the for there, and I did like that they did have a few scenes together where it is just the two of them, and they do kind of build a little bit of sure, something, which I thought sure. was kind of nice. Because I think a lot of us at the end of Iron Fist are like, "Why the fuck is Luke Cage ever going to hang out with this yes, guy?" Yes, yes. <laughs> and I did feel they definitely upped his fighting skill. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he looks a lot better in this. But 100%, there's that one scene also... where he puts his hoodie on, and yeah. that means that it's the stuntman is showing up. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> all right, I'll be back in 10 minutes. I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> oh, so good. I dug it. I liked, I liked it a lot. It was fun. I dug it. So, uh, uh, speaking of Defenders and Netflix and Punisher, we were talking about a second ago. Uh, this weekend at Walmart, they had the new Marvel Legends uh, Man-Thing Build-A-Figure series, which has uh, Netflix Daredevil, Netflix Elektra, oh. Jessica Jones, and Bernthal Punisher. And my lovely wife bought me a $20 John Bernthal Punisher to take home. And he's awesome. I haven't, I haven't taken him out of the package. You need to tweet a picture holding that with... The, the tweet. original tweet from back in the day. We did it, y'all. We did it, we man. Did it. We did it. Yeah, we turned fun. we turned somebody into an action figure. <laughs> well, I mean, he was already Shane. He already had oh, action yeah, figures. Was... Well, we still did it. We did. We sure did. You know what they did, Lee? Aren't you super excited? Those crazy people at Funko finally did it. They finally got Mad God Max Fury Road as a license. I saw that, and <laughs> God damn it. It's so funny, because whenever we talk about how shitty pops are, and Lee's like, and they can't even get every license. What? Mad Max Fury Road too good for you? You're you too good for Mad Max Fury Road? And then all of a sudden, what is it? Two and a half years after the movie cam- comes out, they finally I come out with pops? Mad Max Fury Road because... I remember like that specifically being a thing at one point. It was like, you know, some bullshit headline on some garbage ass website. You know, like, no, comma, there won't be any Mad Max Fury Road Funko Pops. <laughs> I remember thinking, why? Really? <laughs> that's the line. That's that's the line. All right, fuck it, whatever. And then yeah, two and a half years later, oh thank God, finally my Furiosa Funko Pop. <laughs> I can't wait to see that sitting on the fucking shelf next to you, the other 900 Funko Pops at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> hey guys, well, we just got word that there's gonna be some uh, some uh, Mad Max Funko Pops, and that means that there's one bit of joy in my sad, sad life. <laughs> I miss you, Janet. <laughs> oh, I miss you, Janet. Top five reasons I miss Janet: your hair. Yes. 
brush your teeth real nice. <laughs> I feel like Janet really liked Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> if I get if I get all the pops and like as many chase figures as I can get, maybe Janet will come back home. <laughs> oh, this is my new favorite character. What, what, yeah, it's a great character, and it was funny when he went into the top ten reasons. Uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the reason that Janet left. It's funny because it came like a day or two after they debuted uh, Evangeline Lilly's wasp costume. And I was like, well, there's actually a Janet. It's, it's not Evangeline Lilly. It's Michelle Pfeiffer. But I was like, there's actually a Janet in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So is this a Hank Pym character he's doing? <laughs> Damn it, Janet. Great. Uh, <laughs> Uh, speaking of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I wanted to include this in my weekend, kind of, but it didn't actually affect me at all, and it's kind of a newsy item, but holy shit, Inhumans came out at the movie theaters on Friday. Oh, that actually happened? That oh, actually really? Happened. That happened already? It was released on Friday, September 1st, in 393 screens, and over the three-day weekend ending... Uh, 50 bucks. Ending Sunday, it made <laughs> exactly uh, $1,500,000. <laughs> Isn't that funny how we laugh at a million? <laughs> Here's the thing. like, This is a dumb idea. It's like, so dumb. Like, I, like, you know, If they told me Daredevil Season 3 was going to debut in IMAX, I wouldn't go see that. No. And I fucking really like those Daredevil shows. Like, I'm not... Why the fuck would I do that? Why would anyone do that? It's like they completely missed the point of how TV works. <laughs> and and they just they dumped it out there. Like there was no pomp and circumstance about this IMAX release at all. I knew it was happening, but I don't ever recall one time seeing the date. Well, yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah. If you're if you shot a movie in IMAX to release in IMAX to promote the debut of the series, it people should know what date that that's happening on. Yeah, because like you, I mean, goddamn, you can only have like X amount of IMAX movies in a year. It was for the week. It did have the highest per screen average. Oh well, yeah, sure. Yeah, but it was never going to be blockbuster numbers on 300 screens. But I yeah, feel but like why do the it big for stick th- probably did better than that on his indie run. Yeah, why even do that for 393 screens? It's a it's a weird fucking call. Like I don't understand. It's Jeff Loeb. Jeff Loeb's all about it, and he's like, "I'll do it again. Fuck you. We're going to release all of our TV shows in IMAX." <laughs> God damn it, Jeff Loeb. I mean, hey, maybe it's good. No, it's not. Come on now. But but here's the thing. Maybe it's good. But even if it's good, this doesn't make sense. No. Like, the quality of Inhumans is completely a separate issue from why the fuck did they put it out in IMAX? That's just dumb. That's pretty dumb. Just fucking stupid. Money trumps... uh... Hey, don't use the word All Trump the on this show, please. 
Jeez Louise. Uh, and the only re- other thing that really She's happened... some crackers, Jose. The only other really thing that I would like to talk about this week is... I don't know how we got on the topic, but me and my wife, Star Wars nerds as we are... Got my to, wife! Got to talking about where Rogue One and Force Awakens fall in our ranking of all-time Star Wars movies. Top. I will promptly recuse myself from this conversation. <laughs> As I have seen neither of those movies. <laughs> and we were talking about it, and I couldn't really decide. So we are like, fuck it, let's watch the prequels. So we watched uh, The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, and we have not made it farther than that in our rewatch. But uh, say what you will about how awful The Phantom Menace is. And uh, some people would consider Attack of the Clones even worse because of all the Anakin Padme stuff. That's insane, no. But there is a lot of memorable stuff that happens in both of those movies. The, Darth Maul. The acting might be terrible, the writing might be awful, but there's a lot of good set pieces, there's some decent characters, there's a lot of fan service, and it's just something, as far as memorable scenes and memorable characters go, it's something I just can't say about Rogue One. Rogue One is a better crafted film it is a better script it's got mostly better acting better direction it doesn't have the goofy shit that the prequels do but is it where where does it stand when it comes to like the star wars legacy i just don't think it holds up to what the other movies have done but it doesn't have it's brand new the, the the Rogue One is completely supplemental and it's kind of supposed to be. Sure. But I'm just... If, for the, if rank or compete? For the sake of argument. But I'd still say the top. Your Rogue One is your all-time favorite Star Wars movie. Ever. See, and we're wa- re-watching the prequels because I think it might be my all-time bottom Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's not my favorite Star Wars. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm joking that because I know you love it. Um, but <laughs> definitely my favorite new Star Wars. I mean, the the originals are. When you talk, what are your top Star Wars movies? You have to completely eliminate the first three because they're better than anything that's been out. So, talk about Star Wars. I was at a uh, rooms to go looking at stuff for my kid's bed bedroom. It's kind of getting up, growing up, getting bigger. Um, I'm throwing a picture of the chat here, the, our Facebook group. Um, bed, uh, rooms ago, had a fucking land speeder bed. Oh, that's awesome. That's so sweet. I bet that's I bet that's uh, five thousand dollars. <laughs> yep. My bucks. roommates bought it for me. Seven hundred. Wow. Seven hundred bucks. That's sweet looking, man. I they love. Had a, they had a Mummy and Falcon bed. And this super dope TIE Fighter desk that I kind of wanted to buy. I've seen that TIE Fighter desk. That thing's awesome. We thought about getting that TIE Fighter desk as like a, a front hallway table that it's you like set, cool, you set your keys and shit on. I love that the the jets for the land speeder bed are little cubby holes that you can put shit in. Yeah, it's fucking cool. Very cool. Super cool. I'll take two. No, seriously, I would need two. <laughs> <laughs> Double wide land speeder, and then you know, thinking about the Force Awakens, I love the Force Awakens, and it made me, it gave me some serious feels. 
But would I put it over any of the originals? I don't know. I feel like I have to watch them all in order close enough together to where I could make that judgment. I feel like at some point it's hard for me to look at Star Wars as individuals, not Star Wars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just at some point it's to me it's just Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, like if you're putting together a, your all-time favorite movies list, you would just put Star Wars, not you know Star Wars episode right, seven. Right. Right. Yeah. Is it time for me to give my official ranking? Yes. Yes. All right. Number one. Number two. Uh, Attack of the Clones, but with the French language track turned on. <laughs> Uh, number three, the Christmas special. Uh, it's called the holiday special. Thank you very much. Sorry, holiday special. <laughs> uh, number four, uh, four, five, six. Uh, you forgot the Ewoks movie. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> I fucking love the Ewoks movie. When so I you've kid. seen Attack of the Clones in French? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> you guys have never done that? No. Yeah, turn on Attack of the Clones, switch it over to the French language, and it's fantastic. Because all of the aliens have French accents. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's the only way I watch that I movie. bet you, I bet you Hayden Christensen is decent in French. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a much better movie reading the dialogue it, than hearing it. It feels like an indie movie, like an indie foreign film. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, no, it's a much better film. I bet you I could learn French watching Star Wars in French. <laughs> How many baguettes a... are in Star Wars? <laughs> there is a lot of nonsense words. But yeah, that's that's my legit way. rankings of Star Wars. Number one is Spaceballs. <laughs> Spaceballs is great, no lie. I would put Spaceballs above Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, yeah. it's above all of them. Yeah, well, I mean, in your rankings. Yes. The one true ranking. It's the real ranking. It's I didn't choose it. I'm just the artist. It chose me. <laughs> it chose me. I'm just here to dole out the truth. So we didn't talk about Jose's week at all. We finished Persons of Interest. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you what, man. The, 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 the overall kind of story was pretty cool, but that last season just felt real rushed. Well, so you guys they... start uh, Touched by an Angel next? <laughs> well, we're, we're wrapping up. Lost. We're back on the island. And let me tell you something about Hawaii Five O. that just bugged the fuck out. <laughs> So they go. It, it's it's a ring of three chicks in bikinis who just rob people on bus tours. So a guy happens to get shot. He dies, and he happens to be getting played by somebody at the same time. He's trying to take him for all his money. So it's just like a a girl, a chick, a grifter. So they roll up onto one of these houses and every time like they're ready like they they have like their gear they have their flak jackets their fingerless or their their gloves like they're in go gear so 
they open the door. The one guy has a gun. And they say, 5 0. He turns around and they just like fucking open fire on this dude. Just, he's dead. The girl, the lady thereafter, is unarmed, clearly unarmed. And she's just running out of the house. You know, she's just running from the cops. And they are fucking unloading on her, just fucking firing on this lady, just unarmed. Like, that's, you're not even cops anymore. You guys are a fucking documentary. <laughs> it, and then she jumps into the car and they're just fucking unloading on this goddamn car. I don't know if you watch the news, Jose, but that sounds pretty accurate what I'm seeing in the world around me. <sighs> well, then they're fucking spot on. God damn. They were ahead of their like, time. Y'all need to calm down, man. <laughs> so Jose walks in to have the Hawaii division sensitivity training. Oh, hey, you guys. Cool. Well, so speaking of possible homicide. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. So the other day, <laughs> my sister's dog, you know, they, they, they did. Oh, the that's dog, right. Trim, trim, you know, trim some bushes, weed whacked and shit and, you know, mow the backyard. So some of the areas were fresh and the dog gets all chewy and wants to play in the new area. So he starts digging under rocks. There's like this little garden, a little rock garden. Things are growing out of rocks and shit. So he starts digging like pretty deep into this rock garden. Like he is going specifically for something. He's not just like not looking for something. There is something he knows is there and he wants it. He fucking pulls out something that they think is is a rock. There's like, you know, stop chewing on the rock. You're going to fucking break one of your goddamn teeth. So they take it from him and they're like, oh shit, this don't look like a rock. <laughs> it fucking looks like a human bone. Like it's so a, unsettling. Like, like a, a joint. So I showed the picture to uh, as a and Courtney's and, and, and she's studying to be a nurse and I show her the picture and she's like well okay it might not be human but yeah that's that's like a shoulder bone yeah that's and what she's I like, you, you see that indent that indent is a blah 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 and she said like the medical term and like that's where the the collarbone goes is in that index. Ah. So it, it could possibly be a dog, like a large dog that was buried in the backyard, you know, like a lab or something. Sure. But it could possibly be a fucking human shoulder. I bet you the city of Orlando planted it there because you were breaking their whole giant chair story wide open. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> and and they're gonna it's not call a tip into the cops. The stops being a coincidence. They're gonna call in a tip to the cops, and they're gonna have your sister arrested, and they're just gonna dismantle your life just because mm-hmm. you had to open your mouth about the giant chair. God damn, nice. I'm not saying the chair didn't exist. I'm just saying they're fudging history. Don't don't sell me on photoshopped bullshit that oh, are supposed to be records. They're fudging history by planting a body in your sister's backyard. And and when they do the DNA testing, I guarantee you it's the girl sitting on the chair. Oh, <laughs> are they? Wait, are they doing DNA testing? 
Well, we haven't decided what to do with it, with the bone. I, I, I haven't seen her since I found out that that is definitely a shoulder bone. Yeah, that's immediately what I thought when I saw it. But it's like it's it's like just the the knob. It's like the, yeah. the knob broke off of the humerus bone. Yeah, that shit ain't going to be humerus if it's a body. Uh, so uh, no one contacted anyone, and no one kept digging. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> That's what I would want to do. I I would want to keep digging. This forever. Yeah. <laughs> just I I just like want to. Both this holes. Yeah, I hope it's like a, a velociraptor. Was the bone cool. hollow? What did the bone Could taste? Been a giant bird. Yeah. What did it taste like, Jose? That's a big fucking bird. I mean, what does it taste like? I didn't even fucking gnaw on the bone. I'm not a savage. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get correct carbon dating. You got to gnaw on the bone and suck on, on it for bone. a little bit. And uh, it's like, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? You lick exactly. it. And depending on how long it takes for you to get through the bone will determine how old the bone is. All right. So give I'll that a shot. Me. Just dip in peanut butter. It'll be fine. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, there you go. There you go. Oh, man. So looking for your Reese's Creamer. So, uh, besides finding body parts in your sister's yard, what else have you been up to, Jose? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh, wink, <laughs> wink. Uh-oh, segues. Mahoney messaged me, what was it, Saturday when your video went live? Yes. He Saturday. messaged me with a screenshot of uh, the Facebook post. And Mahoney was like, oh, man, I was ju- I was just listening to the podcast and Jose talking about that he was going to have a video done by Tuesday. And here it is Saturday. And I was just about to message Jose and talk shit about where's this video at? Oh, <laughs> uh, I went I went through some some interesting shit putting that thing together. Hey, no bullshit. I really liked it. That was very cool. It was awesome. It's it very good. So the, the, the premise is, is we're. We're launching this series also on YouTube's and the websites, and it's basically we're going to take a look at the trailer of a movie, give our thoughts on it, our take going into it, and then back it up with the review of the actual movie and see see what's up. See if the fucking if it was a Spider-Man three or a Judge Dredd. Oh, I love it. So we uh, checked out. You Birth should of throw the that. You should throw that into your intro. I love that because yeah, that, really that, that makes good. perfect sense because that Spider-Man uh-huh. 3 trailer was amazing and the Dread trailer was kind of lame uh-huh. and yeah. you got completely uh-huh. different uh-huh. movies. I'm writing that down. So it's uh, Birth of the Dragon, the Bruce Lee semi-real, very exaggerated, not so real biopic that's not a biopic because the lead guy is a white guy and we don't really follow Bruce throughout the whole movie. He's in it a lot, which is pretty cool, but, you know. That guy, uh... Birth of the Dragon, you think it'd be in it kind of a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Is the white guy the dragon? No, 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 he's the dragon. It's just that all story progression goes through him. Hmm. Yeah, because right. we need a... The, the fight really did happen, but the sure. reason the fight happened was because he, he it was to help him. He needed it. He kind of used him. Like, in the story, he used him. He's like, Co, come on. You guys have to take on the mafia. 
the girl I fell in love with their slave. You have to. It's like, what? <laughs> what, boy? <laughs> you know what our families had to do to get here? And you want us <laughs> to go take on the mafia? Fuck you, white boy. I just think it could have been done a lot different. You know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, that's some good moments. Yeah, it's not like it didn't just enjoy, did not like it. The dude, I did enjoy it, you know, but I, I did have fun, but it definitely has some some legit faults to it, and, I, and it's still kind of fucked up that in a Bruce Lee movie, Bruce Lee isn't the main story focus. Like we should always be revolving around him to progress the story, not not coming back to him. Right, right. I really so, liked your idea of taking the guy who played Bruce Lee and kind of spinning him off into a new Bruce Lee series of movies. Like, either. Fuck yeah, that I would watch. Like, remakes. if you're going to just make it up, go full. F- go do it. Yeah. Let's go. Because he, he looked really good. Yeah, he played a good Bruce Lee, and, you know, it was good. And he fucking check out his interviews. That man, you want to talk about him. Put some clothes on. That motherfucker, his suit game is tight. Yeah, he can wear some clothes. <laughs> Holy shit, that man can put some clothes on. God damn. So, ch- check it out. Um, you know, it, they'll go up whenever the fuck we find a movie that we want to watch a trailer and review. There's there's more coming. We, we got some... Watch them YouTubes, folks. There's some shit a-brewing. So, this week, uh, me, and, me and this guy... We're going to go do the same thing, but for it. Yeah. We're going to check it out. No. I'm excited. Uh, Jose came over today, and we busted out our... Uh, our Trailer review. Vi- our, we busted out our video lights for the first time in oh, years. Yeah. We set, like a goddamn studio. We set up a green screen. We, we had the whole Ooh. thing set up. It was uh, pretty intense for, you know... One of the things Jose and I talk about a lot is it sucks that we shoot all these conventions and then we get home and the camera sits in a bag. So it was nice to shoot something that was ours for once. Yeah. Some, some legit. Oh. Some some creative output, you know. It's funny. We're, we're shooting this thing this afternoon, which went really well. And I completely missed when at... Uh, 3.44 p.m. today, I got an email from Warner Brothers uh, with two tickets to an exclusive screening to see It tonight at 7.30. Oh, shit. <laughs> After we just bought tickets. Yeah. Yeah, we're seeing it Thursday night. Did you guys know that they don't do midnight shows anymore, apparently? Yeah, we, we the, the whole plan yeah, was, okay, yeah. let's do this. Let's go see a midnight show. Let's make it scary. Extra spooky. They don't do midnight shows. Yeah, apparently really? when they started doing these 7 o'clock on Thursday shows, you know, yeah. they'll do a 7 o'clock and 8 o'clock at 10 o'clock. They don't fuck. Uh, we well, couldn't find. That point was the point. We yeah. couldn't find a midnight show for it. Yeah, exactly. What's the point? Why would you stay up until 12 on a Thursday to see a movie when it was already on at 7? So, Yeah, I'm going on uh, Thursday with my brother and my mom. My mom's a huge King file. That'll be interesting. Because as much as she's a big King fan, she's not a big going to the movies fan. Sure. But like she we went were... and saw Dark Tower with you, right? She did. She did. And this is probably this would be the first time she sees two movies in a year <laughs> and like forever. Like, I mean, it's funny. We didn't see a lot of movies when I was a kid in the theater. 
And they always said, oh, it's, you know, it's a stupid guy named expensive and this and blah, 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 whatever. And then I became an adult and I'm like, a movie ticket's like eight bucks. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? It's not expensive to go to the movies. You're just full of shit. If you go on a Sunday morning, it's five. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember, like, when I was a kid, like, my stepdad would go and I'd look up and he'd have, like, you know, two candies and a giant popcorn, like the half-gallon soda. I'm like, oh, he's spending $45 on concession. <laughs> so that's why I never got to go see fucking movies. Okay, I see how it is now. Right on. <laughs> but this went great. The last time I took Mom to see a movie was, I think maybe I took her to see Iron Man 3. And I remember it was, like, Saturday, really busy, like, you know, it may have been that weekend it came out if we came back from you guys' wedding. Or maybe, like, the next weekend. Bottom line, it was very busy. Big big movie weekend, and you know, middle of the day, driving around the. She's driving, around the parking lot, trying to find a place to park, and like the notion, that it was going to be busy, was totally alien. To her. <laughs> <laughs> so she's just driving around, like getting more and more angry, and like you know, super fucking mad. And at some point, she just puts the car in park in the middle of the aisle, walks away, and said, "Park this motherfucker and come find me." <laughs> So I had to get out of the car, go to the driver's seat, and bark the motherfucker and go find her. Uh, your mom is such a trip. I love her. <laughs> like, she uh, marches to the beat of her own drum. <laughs> Never get it. Park this motherfucker and come find me. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> she threw $2 at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Buy yourself something pretty, sweetheart. So, yeah, be fun times. And so watch Jose's video, everybody. Yeah, because, it's really good. Uh, you know, you want him to make more. Yeah, I haven't I haven't uh, checked out my premiere situation since I rebuilt my computer. I'm not sure if it'll work or not, but I'd like to get on some of that action. It'd be fun. It's coming, yeah. folks. And all this free time I've got. <laughs> I have no video skills, so I'll just provide scripts. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you go on YouTube and not many people do have video skills, so you, you'd be right up there with the rest of right the community. That's not, not wrong, what he's saying. That's very true. But we're going to be better than them. Goddamn right. right. That's right. I love We've because got professional you. videoers. Because it was a WWE Studios film. I did love how Jose interjected all the WWE clips as yes. as kind of reactions to the Birth of a Dragon stuff. Angry Miz Girl was my favorite. Yeah. It's good stuff. It, it was fun, you know, but so it did this weird fucking thing where when the clips touched, they would bleed over into each other. It just create like these flash frames. Weird. That you could never get rid of. So that was kind of a bitch. He was On fighting with that a lot. And how many takes did you say you did? <laughs> 98. Oh, my God. <laughs> you did 98 takes of his script? <laughs> he said, oh, fuck. <laughs> I looked down at the number and I said, nope, that's it. I'm not reporting it. <laughs> you should have made it an even 100. Rearranging, rearranging and taking out. I, I am done pushing record. I set the mic as far away from me as possible. I bet you number 100 would have been perfect. <laughs> we didn't have that problem today, though. We kind of rolled right no, through it. What's smooth. smooth. It was loose and loosey. We, 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 so we will be appearing in this one. Yes. And, you know, it, it, it's, 
Just watch the videos. You guys will get them. You get, you get the format. Sometimes you'll see us. Sometimes you won't. Because Jose right. realized how difficult it is to cover an entire 14-minute video with clips that are only available on YouTube and not having an actual camera shot to cut to. Yeah, that definitely was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Told you, man. Just go the what culture route and just throw some still images in there and throw some scale and position on them. There you go. Nice yeah, and slow. I, I like video. Yeah, video is nice. It's the way you get around it. And as of right now, I do not believe we have any copyright issues with it. So, Well, we shouldn't. It's all get off my back shit, man. Jose really poured on the uh, fair use <laughs> in in the description, real heavy. Ah, oh, fifty views currently. Not bad. I I um I copied that. That that's like the official fair use thing. Uh, yeah. So Where'd it. you copy it from? Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> copy <laughs> copy and paste this as your status, and you won't get any copyright strikes on YouTube. <laughs> Remember somebody uh said something on a podcast I was listening to recently, where it's like you can have a forty-two minute video on YouTube. But if you have, you know, a two-minute clip of fucking Argo Speedwagon song in yep. your video, the entire video monetization goes to the record company for Argo Speedwagon. Yeah, like that's so fucked think, up. You think a piece of it will? You want to share? Fine, but like, you know, you, you as the creative person get no piece of it at that point. Right. It hadn't occurred to me until I heard that. But I'm like, fuck, that's so true. It's awful because. Audio Speedwagon had no part in shooting, editing the rest of that 42-minute video. And who knows? There might be music from other artists on there. There might be movie clips. Why does Ario Speedwagon get all the... Didn't we see... Was it Ario Speedwagon that we saw the dudes in the airport at LAX? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It was like the bassist and the drummer or some shit. Did we ever tell that story? we, We were headed to India for the last time. Last year, and at LEX, we saw two members of REO Speedwagon. Jose knew that they were old rockers because they had that old rocker look, but he had to Google to figure out which ones they yeah, were. Yeah, I was like, like they're like they, you know, they had that old rocker look. Either they didn't want to give it up, and they're trying too hard, or they're like legit rock and rollers who just you know that's their old rock and roll look. So I'm like, they look so fucking familiar. I think, I think that's Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> <laughs> I then, would not be able to pick Ario Speedwagon out of a lineup. Well, well, it's right. funny because I had just watched Ario Speedwagon and another band live concert at Red Rocks. That was just background noise. So like, I had kind of just seen him a week or two ago. Sure. <laughs> I was like, I just saw you. I'm dropping this in the Facebook chat right now, currently. Which ones were they, Jose? It's the dude two from the right. Uh, he it, was... it was the guy with the soul patch, and I think the guy all the way to the left. Yeah, and they look super... They, they don't look super young in this picture, but they look young So the guy from Train and his mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the guy they, train. they did look like a couple of... Uh, <laughs> heavy metal lesbian moms oh, so shuffling around LAX with no shoes on because we were at security they weren't just being weird senile old people hey 
How about some of this? The problem with comic books hey. is the ink comes off on your hands. Every time you turn the page, you have to wash your hands. We did not talk comics last week because Kelly hadn't really read anything. I thought we were going to talk about uh, the end of Secret Empire, but either Kelly hadn't uh, read it at that point. I or, ain't that shit. Or <laughs> it just came out this week, actually. Right, but like there, the, there were spoilers out there. So, oh, okay. Uh, I ain't fucking reading Secret <laughs> Empire. <laughs> I did. I read Secret Empire. I got better time. I've better things to do with my time than read that trash. <laughs> Fuck every bit of Secret Empire. See? <laughs> Fuck it, right to death. So, in fear itself. A way worse. Oof. Way worse. Cause like, at least fear itself was kind of fun. Good job, Matt Fraction. Like, <laughs> so this has uh, your Captain America with his crazy Hydra armor. Uh, and he fights the real Captain America because all the shit we've seen where Captain America has been like, you know, walking through the forest and shit. That's been him talking to uh, walking through a fake world like in Kubik's memories, the chick made of the Cosmic Cube. And so Bucky has this great idea. Hey, they have one cube fragment they're missing. I'm going to dive into fake Captain America's chest. And we're gonna go save the real Steve because I'm pretty sure he's gonna be in there with Kobik. I mean, huge fucking leap. But so, Nazi Captain America, Hydra Captain America is like you know using these powers to rewrite the world. So he's got like fucking you know hydrifying all the monuments. He's like, great, cool. This is super rad. I'm really glad this is happening, you guys. Every, every, I won. And then you know, real Captain America comes out. Uh, they fucking fight, and real Captain America wins. And luckily, I think it was on TV or something, so they could actually watch on TV as real Captain America came back to really kind of you know give them some credibility with the public. So that's good, you know, good for them. You know, we don't have to be like, hey, remember you guys, you saw it happen, so it really is a real Captain America situation. That's cool, and he wins, and you know, fucking real Captain America hits him with Thor's hammer, and everything's fine, and then. There's this like little montage on the page where it's like Kobe came and she, you know, uh, put the world back. He restored the order, restored the history that had been taken. So like you know, rewrote it to where Captain America was never a Hydra guy. Like, uh, but she left. What was it? She left the scars and wreckage, a reminder of our promise never again. What so everyone woke is, up one day and was like, "Shit's all fucked. Why? What happened?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and, like so that means that like Black, Black Widow was still dead. Uh, Rick Jones is still dead. Vegas is still destroyed. Like, all because, you know, again, this reminder of our promise never again when, like, it wasn't anyone's fault. Like, it's not like this happened because the good guys were dicking around. Like, if anyone's, if it's anyone's fault, it's Kobik's fault. And she just chose not to bring them back. It's such a fucking dumb thing. So, wait, and Black then, Widow's dead now? Yes. Oh, so that's why that <laughs> Mark that, Wade Chris Somni series ended. Yeah, right, yeah. Because they decided to kill Black Widow in Secret Empire. I don't even fucking remember why. I think she tried to kill Captain America and he killed her. Oh. I don't remember. All right. I'm counting down the moment for her to come back because, like, goddamn, what a shit way for an excellent character to go out. Yeah. And then uh, the Generations one shots happened between panels. Uh,. Oh, that's the, where they happen? Of the same page, yeah. Like, right below, they're talking about how, like, yeah, no, Black Widow's still dead. It's like, yeah, and, like, you know, some of us, and again, 
all the talk about like you know we us this is our moment whatever the narrator is never identified that i can tell in all 10 issues like you never know who the fuck narrating the story but it's like hey uh yeah you know so those of us that like you know have you know a fucking precursor or whatever uh we got a chance to go through a journey to discovery blink blink and we came back we're better restored reborn so like in between those panels are these generations one shots adventures it's so fucking stupid. God, uh, what a bunch of horseshit. And they got like uh, an epilogue where the guy who threw up a lunchbox in the first issue comes back to his house. Oh uh, man, is he throwing up more lunchboxes? <laughs> no, but he's got like, you know, Hail Hydra and Die Inhuman and like TP all over his house and all that shit. Uh, because like, you'll remember, everyone got on board with like, you know, Hydra occupied America real fucking fast. But he wakes up the next day and it's cool. His neighbors repainted his house. And they're like, hey, yeah, we're sorry we threw you in a concentration camp. Uh, hey, why don't you give your kid brother's Captain America action figure? That's cool, right? Yeah, great. JK Law, bye. And that's the end. Like, it's it's God, real bad. Like, I don't like to shit on people's art, but everyone involved in this should be embarrassed. It's top to bottom, an awful story with. Some pretty good art across the board. You know, they look great. But it's so painfully fucking stupid and a disservice to every character involved. <laughs> it's, it's like... And again, it's one of those things where it's not like this was written in a vacuum. Like, Nick Spencer didn't get to just do this. He had to get okay to do this. So, like, everyone above him in the editorial should be ashamed of themselves. And who, who who's the writer behind this? Nick Spencer. He... Who like is, you know, coincidentally pulling himself with Jonathan Hickman and is like, I'm taking a break from mainstream comics after this. So after That's Hickman... going to hurt him, I think. Oh, yeah, because, like, he's a fucking peach on social media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he should keep getting those consistent checks while he still can. I might be making that up, but I think I heard that. Maybe I'm making that so up. So what's going Maybe. on? He's just not good anymore? Well, he doesn't know shit about Captain America. I'll tell you that much. He's yeah, he's Captain good America, at right? on certain things. Like the so fix is great. The fix excited. is phenomenal when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, and I've liked a lot of his stuff, but this entire thing has been front to back just a yeah, shit sandwich. I, I dug the shit out of Bedlam. Which one? Bedlam. Was that him? Oh man, I forgot about that book. That was him, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Jose and his hot takes on comics from 2012. Yeah. Well, you know, I think maybe maybe it's just like he just had a very fucking bad idea for a Captain America story. And everyone told him it was great and said, hey, how about we make it the flagship part of our line for 2017 and 2016? Yeah, maybe it's not all. That's what I'm saying. It's not all his fault. It's just not. It's not all his fault. Like everyone above him should have fucking known better. It's honestly Jose brought up fear itself. And that's actually an interesting comparison. Yeah. Because that book, that's a book that got away from Faction. Because if you know about the backstory to that book going in, what it started as is not at all what it ended as. No, it was like an arc of Thor. It was going to be Astonishing Thor, co-written by Fraction and Brubaker. And then they're like, oh, why don't we just make this this big event? And then Brewbreaker is like, hey, 
how about I not do this? <laughs> and then Fraction's like, I, I, I guess. I guess I'll do this. And then it kind of snowballed from there. And this has seemed like... This has a Nick's, this Nick's Pinterest pitch is all over, for sure. But he also did that thing where he's like, you know, where people... When he did the Hell Hydra thing at the beginning of this Captain America thing, what well, feels like two years ago now, he was like, "No, fuck you! It's not a cosmic cube! It's not a cosmic cube! It's not!" And it was totally the fucking cosmic cube because, of yeah. course, it was like you know, the the doy. <laughs> of course, yeah, it was, well, was going to go away, and that's what made it seem even longer because yeah. it was just the wait for it to go away. Yeah, like I've never read a less permanent comic book story in my life. Yeah. Where it's like you're just every page like, well, this is not gonna mean anything at some point. Let's just get the, the fuck over with. This is bad. And then, you know, his uh the Sam Wilson part of it is just like you know it's like it's white guilt, the Captain America story. Like it's really ham uh really ham fisted white dude writing black characters, which is fine. Like you can totally do that, but he can't. <laughs> Real bad, real fucking bad. Um, and I didn't read a whole lot else this week, honestly. Um, read Deadly Class number thirty. That was fucking cool. That book's still great. This is like it was, it's just like the kids on a road trip. Like nothing real big happens kind of until the end. But you get these weird kind of like uh, you know it's like all these you know eighties teenage classes, you know, cast basically in a car. So you got your metalhead and your emo kid, and your Rocky Billy kid, and then. I don't know. I like that book a lot. Um, I think maybe the color has changed, though, because it looks different somehow. I wouldn't be surprised if they're changing up the colors just for this arc and to give it a different feel because it is like the second year or whatever. Very well could be. Very well could be. But I I like that book a lot. Um, uh, What else was good? Sago was great, as always. Yep. Lots of Prince Robot action in this one. Never have too much Prince Robot. Uh, also, the the crazy uh, six-titted wolf midwife lady who's a nightmare in every picture she's Boy, in. Boy, that was crazy. <laughs> uh, terrifying to look at, but super friendly and helpful. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, legit helpful character, but looks like a fucking nightmare. Um, and then last thing, so I'm just a little caught up. Uh... Oh, two things. Red Hood and the Outlaws, the annual. Was pretty great because I know I'm the only person alive reading that book, but I like that book quite a lot. Uh, you got your Red Hood, Red Hood and his gang teaming up with Nightwing to fight KG Beast. That was kind of fun. I like that one. Uh, and then Optimus Prime number ten was kind of interesting because you've got a lot of it is Alpha Trion telling what is probably like a parable, like a fable of like the old days of ancient Cybertron to kind of the, the main cast of like leaders that are assembled and the star scream no selling the moral which I thought was kind of awesome <laughs> he like he wraps his big tail and star screams basically like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great because star scream is the fucking best in these books yeah uh, that's all I really got to talk about what you got Kelly uh, let's see they DC put out the two more of the Kirby specials one of them being the dark side special and that was really good uh really worth checking out if you like dark side um 
second issue of Go Go Power Rangers came out, and man, we live in a world with two great ongoing Power Ranger comics. Yeah, is it still good? I haven't read that one yet. The fuck? <laughs> what did we do to deserve this embarrassment of riches? I love the way Kelly pronounces the title of that book as if the Power Rangers dance in a club in a cage at night. <laughs> you know, go, go Power Rangers. Yeah, go, go Power Rangers. <laughs> I was talking to uh, somebody the other day about how, like, I remember not long ago, like, licensed books were just, you know, you can assume they're going to be terrible. Oh, yeah, they were the worst trash. Yeah, but now, like, you know, this Power Rangers books are really good. I dig that Rick and Morty comic. I like that Zim book. Is the Rick and Morty good? It is. The Rick and Morty comic does the job of filling the gaps when there is no Rick and Morty on TV. Like, it's it's pretty good. Cool. If you like the, the current Rick and Morty books, you should definitely check out Rock Candy Mountain by the, okay. by the same writer. Rock Candy Mountain, all right. That's the one with the uh, the hobo code and all that stuff. And Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You talk about that. Matter of fact, there is like practically nothing coming out for me tomorrow. I might check that out. Yeah, it's it's really worth reading. Um, what else came out? I read the first volume of a newer manga called Delicious in Dungeon. And it follows a group of like <laughs> like this girl I used to date. Yeah. <laughs> it follows this group of like adventurers in a uh, kind of fantasy world. They're having they're exploring this dungeon. And they're kind of bad at it, so they don't have a whole lot of money. So then they meet up with this other dude who's like a really good chef, and they just start cooking and eating the monsters in the dungeon. That's cool. It's pretty great. It's a pretty great cooking manga. My my favorite one was the uh, the living armor that they wait, were fighting. Wait, wait, wait. So it's a cooking. Was like the focus is on the cooking and not the the, the dragon slaying. Pretty much, yeah. Fucking Japan, you guys. Yeah, my favorite was there's the living armor and the main character that was like his big nemesis. Like they had chased him out of the dungeon in the past and killed one of his former compatriots. And for whatever reason, he was, he was obsessed with trying to eat it. And they're like, dude, it's it's armor. That's you funny. can't you can't eat armor. And it, he's, <laughs> he's like, like well, you. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, you can like boil a shoe and make it into soup. I'm like, no, you don't do that. So eventually they're fighting the living armor and he busts the head off of one and kind of knocks it apart. And he's looking at it. He's like, there's got to be a way to eat this. That's pretty funny, actually. And he looks at the inside and notices that there's this kind of ridge in the armor. So he pokes at it with his uh, sword and the inside of the armor flakes off. And then there's this kind of like mollusk inside. That's fucking And he he discovers they're just a bunch of like weird snail things. And he's like, we can cook these. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But, like, way worse than having an actual mollusk. That seems like a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had, uh, we went to some fancy hotel uh, restaurant in Vegas, and uh, uh, I got the, the mixed seafood linguine, right? Okay. I like, I like seafood. They have a pasta dish out, but, like, it's a big plate of pasta, good sauce, and, like, you know, some shrimp, or whatever, but then also, like, you know, oysters and mussels and shit like still in the shells I just drop like six shelled mussels into my pasta I'm like, oh, so i gotta fucking take my food apart before i eat it okay <laughs> yeah i don't like that if i'm gonna take it apart i savages? want like all of it to be the kind of food i take apart 
Yeah, I don't yeah. want it mixed in with the other stuff. Exactly. <laughs> but like, you know, this is not an armor full of that. It was like a handful. I would be so pissed if I was that guy's friends. <laughs> they could take apart an entire fucking armor full of shell guys. <laughs> that guy's a dick. And there's also a good chapter about them fighting a basilisk and trying to figure out what the real head was, the chicken head or the snake head. Oh, that basilisk is delicious. Oh, man. <laughs> Freeform was bumping this weekend with Harry Potter all Labor Day weekend. I took Whoa. so many good naps. <laughs> <laughs> Always good for a nap, that HP. And then uh, the only other thing I've been reading was in the mail, I got a uh, book by Tomorrow's Publishing. It is called Kirby 100, and to celebrate Kirby, what would be his 100th birthday, they got 100 different comic artists to talk about and critique their favorite Kirby page. It's really cool so far, and super informative. And there's a, I mean, there's some guys that'll just go through the page and kind of really deconstruct it and then there's other guys that just totally ignore whatever page they were talking about and just like tell whatever story they wanted to tell but like i will say while i've kind of got while i've gotten out of the comic book writing about game if you want to write about comics and you're not sure how to approach writing about art this is a book you need to read because Hmm. you get artists talking about art and see and you should see the kind of points that you can look at and how to deconstruct it without saying, oh, this is bad, or oh, this is good. Right, right, right. Most comic book reviewers don't know how to talk about art in any capacity. (laughs) So I I really think this is a book that uh, comic journalists should definitely pick up. Well, I mean, comic journalist, that's kind of an oxymoron, so... Well, yeah. That's These just, days. You're just making a joke, aren't you? <laughs> Listen, they think very highly of themselves. You might as well have said Pegasus Unicorns should pick up this book. <laughs> <laughs> stuff. You got anything uh, nice we're talking about? No. Top 15 books you should... You should pick up if you're a comics journalist. Uh, number one of Mice and Men. Uh, we should just take you out back and shoot you in the head. <laughs> That's it. Classic. Uh, we watched the rest of round one of the May Young Classic, and I believe we're one episode into the second round. And nice. It is difficult to try and spot us in the crowd because we are sitting to the left of the camera for the later rounds. The left oh, of the hard camera. Oh yeah, I never saw you guys. We're in that uh, that back corner, but it was it was great live, man. Good stuff. Yeah, I, I binged all four of the uh, second batch of episodes yesterday. There's some good stuff in there. I told you on Twitter that I was loving your your takes on the Mae Young Classic, and you called it the best match of the entire tournament was Kyrie Sane Bianca Belair. And yeah, that lo- was really good. Live, that was amazing. Hearing the in in case I didn't talk about it, uh, Kyrie Sane is the little Japanese chick uh, who is a pirate, and she drops this amazing elbow. And then Bianca Belair is this jacked black chick with this long fucking braid that almost touches the 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 mat. It's so long. That's an insane look, man. I've seen and pictures of her. She, she crazy. uses it as a whip. 
she uses her braid as a whip, and it it sounds like Indiana Jones cracking through full sail. Yeah, it it's gives you goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> like I saw her at the NXT house show I went to a few weeks back, and it was it's gross. <laughs> like, it's just like oh no, they just got whipped for real. Yeah, it's a it's a great gimmick, man. Yeah. That's it for but me. As much as that's a great gimmick, that's like one of the number one wrestling is bullshit things, though. Because if I'm fighting that chick, I'm grabbing that motherfucker immediately and not letting go. Right. You know? like, <laughs> well, I mean, you're not allowed to grab hair. That's against the rules. Yeah. But nowhere in the rules does it say that you can't use your no, hair. Oh, this bitch hit me with it and not get a handful of it myself. <laughs> you're fucking mine. Which I feel, I feel like the fact that she could use her hair is definitely bending the rules somewhere because it's not like I could, if I had long hair, I could shove it in someone's mouth and choke them to death with it. Right. Yeah, you can't You can't bite people cause you ha- just because you have teeth. You can't take your shoe off and just beat someone with your shoe. Hey, don't tell that to Conan. <laughs> Fucking, he used to chuck his shoe at people, didn't he? He did. It was one of my favorite things. <laughs> I remember that now. <laughs> oh, Conan. What you got, Jose? gone <laughs> i did um i had a second draft that i did not get fucked over on thanks espn oh a football draft yeah so that's my comic book story yeah well you're I'm still gonna lose after all you're still gonna lose in both leagues so good oh, draft we'll good draft oh, we'll or not about that yeah we will see uh i do believe i have a uh a bet with Juan uh, to where if uh, Juan takes the belt from me this year, I will stick my hand in a toilet. And yeah, okay. if uh, if uh, Juan loses, he has to go see John Cena as Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you not want to see that? Apparently Juan is very much against seeing John Cena play Shazam. That's like the best casting. Wait, wait, wait. That's real? It's a rumor right now. That would be fucking amazing. Yeah, I don't know why you, how you could look at that and be like, nah. Well, then, even more reason why is The Rock not fighting him? But look, here's the thing. At the Who end does of the day, Juan want to be him? To be Shazam? Will, I don't know. About John Cena's wrestling. He's a really good dude. And he's really funny. <laughs> like, like, I would watch him play Shazam. He's getting bald though. Mary noticed it on uh, Raw this week, I believe. He his hair is a little longer than usual, and ooh, it is is getting thin in the back. Oh, that's why like he that wears has. hats. Yeah, I know what that's about. Uh now it makes sense. <laughs> speaking of <laughs> speaking of John Cena, uh, tomorrow Total Bellas comes back, and oh, I am excited. That uh, commercial they've been showing with pregnant Brie and just. Super, oh, man. super round Nikki is just... I might have to watch that. I was going to say, that's going to be right up your alley. Yeah. It's going to be... Man, we're going to be in a golden age of reality television. <laughs> we got Total oh. Bellas coming up on Wednesday. And then a week from today, a week from right now, not only do we have new Crisley, Crisley Knows Best, we have the debut of his talk show, According to Crisley, <laughs> it's a power hour. God Two Crisley shows. It's going to be great. 
He's got his own show, huh? Yeah, it's like it's a talk show meets like a hidden camera show. It's kind of almost like a like a Conan O'Brien. <laughs> Chris Jericho's in one of the commercials. Ridiculous. I'm there excited. Does he have Fozzie on as like his house band? I hope so. <laughs> fucking cool. All right. Yeah. And that does it for this week. Solid. For whatever reason, the roots are there being a house band. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, do the shit again next week. I think it's a good idea. Sure. Yeah. Fuck it. I got nothing better to do. It's fine. I mean, I, I could be watching Crisley. I don't know. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Kelly's going to be calling from across the room. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure does know best, guys. Yeah. Email. Oh, I, you know what? I didn't even check the email. So if you wrote us, I apologize. Do it again. <laughs> Popcast at foundsonpages.com or I'll leave us a voicemail 616-951-1POP. Let me just say uh, real quick though, guys, and then last week's show, you're like, uh, we'll tell you the mail stuff, but I don't know what. Motherfucker, I've been saying this every week for 10 <laughs> years. How do you not know this shit? But that's usually at like 1 in the morning. That information is not for me. That's not information I think that I need. <laughs> shit up by osmosis, motherfucker. I'm not going to email you. <laughs> All right, we'll be back next week, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, at uh, youtube.com slash panels on pages. Uh, for Jason Nines, Jose Guzman, and Kelly Harris, I'm Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez. We'll talk to you guys later. Uh, night. Love you. Bye-bye. That's not 
boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.